This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mark Marin, and I feel um, nervous about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Pretty simple idea. This is the show where I, Conan O'Brien, talk to people. A lot of them I've known for many years. They've been on my show many times. I'm just trying to find out, could we be real friends? Not just on the air talk show pals, but real friends. And I'm aided in my quest by my trusty assistant, Sona Movsesian. Hello. I am Don Quixote, and you're my Sancho Panza. Okay. I am Batman, and you're my Robin. Okay. Right? I think I, that's fair. Sure. Yeah. I don't, Robin's not as, he's not cool. He's not interesting. He's not brooding like Batman, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. No, you're, you're definitely. He's uh, chipper. You're definitely Robin. Maybe you're Robin. <laughs> and I'm Bat. You bat think you're woman. Batman. I think I'm pretty cool. I do. You, okay. It's weird, but okay. I guess I'm Robin to your Batman. Because I, I think of Robin as Batman's assistant, the way you're my assistant. Yeah, but I'm going more by personality. Like, Batman is cool, and Robin is, like, not as cool. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> also aided by my producer, Matt Gorley. Matt, you do all kinds of stuff, and I don't understand it. Uh, you put things through filters. You touch various buttons. You have levels. Uh, what do you do? What's I'm happening? the Alfred the Butler of this podcast. Oh, you're <laughs> Alfred. Yeah. 
I'm living there in the podcast cave, just keeping things, wearing a tux, keeping things tidy. So you're Alfred, Sona is Batman, uh-huh. and I am uh, Robin, yes. who seems to be doing a lot more work than Batman, that's for sure. Yes, in this context, yes. <laughs> well, what a weird uh, trio we are. Mm-hmm. But we're working together uh, on this quest to find friends. Today we're going to talk to someone I've known for a really long time, Mark Marin. Uh, Mark has been struggling in the podcast space. <laughs> And uh, maybe this will give him a little bit of a boost. He could use it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thrilled he's here, Mark Marin. Why would I make you nervous? Well, yeah, I think you're relatively nervous, and I'm a, a kind of a guy that has limited boundaries, so I pick up on your anxiety. You pick up on my anxiety? Oh, yeah, you're making me... What are you yelling already? Because every time that you have come on the show... Yeah. And it's been 25 years yes. you've been coming on the show. I think you've been on the show more than anyone else <laughs> yeah. next to Al Roker. Yeah. You, and you're in le- you're in the Al Roker League, so uh-huh. congratulations. He's a lot more happy than me. Whenever you're on the show, and after all these years, you're saying that I make you nervous. A little, yeah, but not, like, not in the way where I'm sort of like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or if he likes me or something. It's just that you're pretty amped, so I got I to get amped. And uh, sometimes when I get amped, it you know it's hit or miss with me. But with Roker, how dare at least you? Wait every, a minute! How what? dare you put that on me? You, I, You're putting your whole personality on me. You're a neurotic guy. Yeah. You're and, an anxious guy. Yes. You are not a settled Zen guy. That's right. And suddenly you're here saying, yeah, I'm that way because of you, Conan. I know. I'm just saying you that you amp it up a little. I, don't I, think I amp it up. I think I'm very calm. <sighs> I'm a very calm guy. But see, even how you say calm is is making me anxious. Sona. <laughs> Yes. As, am I a calm oh, guy? that's Sona. I'm not Sona. No. I'm Sona. Hi. Yeah. Uh, do I think, are you calm? Um, would you say I'm a calm, What's centered? I would, no, I would not say you're a calm person. There you person. go, honestly. I think you're pretty, I, I agree with Mark. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. You think I'm tightly wound? You're, yeah. Okay. I think you are. Maybe you should, uh, well, that was nice, but I'm maybe so- no more of you during this conversation. <laughs> do, you, do you remember um, <clears throat> one of the first times, I mean, I, I have to be honest that I think that I deserve, I should be, even though me and Al Roker have uh, been on roughly the same amount of times, maybe him a little more, is that he has this built-in thing. Every every other or every two appearances with Roker, you could go like, wow, you lost the weight. See, with me, fresh every time. Yes. Yeah. You, I have to come up with a new idea every single time I talk. To well, you, you kind of wait for me to uh, to kind of start it awkwardly. Yes. I never oh. I never understood why that happened, though. Even though it became a thing with us, I do yes. not understand why. Here's it the brilliant thing about you. There are many brilliant things, but and I'm, that was just a comment. I like it. So. I like it. Here's what is amazing about you. Yeah. 25 years. You've been on so many times. Yeah. And every time you come out. Every time you yeah, come out, and this is back way before WTF, yep. way before you were Mark Marin, the podcast god, yeah. the Mark Marin. Ever before I became a mid-level celebrity that half the people knew. Yes. You were hot. You were above mid-level. You were high mid-level. Yes, high. Mid- I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Long before all that, you would come on my show, do panel, and you would always dig a hole. You would dig a hole in front of the audience. Never intentionally, though. I know, but you would dig a hole. The audience would turn on you. And you would always dig your way out. I know. And I don't know how you did it. Well, I mean, that's the way I work. That's how I create. But I never planned on it. I always thought when I got out there, whatever my idea was to start the thing with, was just going to nail it. 
Every time I'm amazed, I get out there. See, I don't know if it's my energy or my reacting to your energy, as we've already established, where I, if it's a tone thing, but I, I put the first thing out and then nothing, and then you look at me, and then it's like, uh, you did it again, and then I got to look at the audience and go, really? And then, then, then yes. they like me. But you there's would, always that You beat. would turn on the audience yes. and you would acknowledge right. that you would start it badly, and you would do this every single time. Every time. time. And I'm telling people out there listening to this, you can go online and look up Mark Maron appearances. From the beginning. From 1993, almost to the present, it's always the same. You go out, yeah. you say something you yeah. shouldn't say. Uh, we planned it. Maybe we didn't. Maybe no, that was my problem. No, you would freestyle it. At you would freestyle be- it and you would say, you know, yeah. the Nazis, yeah. give them some credit for, and, and then bang. The Nazis you know I mean? were anti-abortion, right? Something like that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that was something like that. You know, they... Hitler built the Autobahn. That's a good way to get around. Or the, it, well, it would have been the other way. It would have been the Nazis were pro-abortion. Like there was a good thing about the Nazis. You just revealed. pro-choice. You just revealed. I don't know if it's true, but I'm just trying to make an example. Yeah. But and now just, I just did what I did on the show. Yeah. Now everyone the out there thinks. I just did it again. That this is you, exactly what That happens. you are anti-abortion. That's what they think right now. Just hearing that quip. No, that was not the point of it. See, this is how it happens. See the dynamic that's unfolding? Yeah. And then you have to save me and then I can get back on track. That's why it happens. So you can save me. So you can look good. I'm going to tell you something. What? I've uh, been very happy for you because Thank you. the podcast exploded. You are on the Mount Rushmore of podcasts. It's your face chiseled into a mountain next mm-hmm. to Ira Glass, <laughs> next to Sarah Koenig. Uh, I mean, these are this is huge. Ira started, he was a radio guy first. They just they loaded up his radio show onto the podcast platform, and he found success because he already had it. I would like him to be removed from that mountain. <laughs> Wait, you're throwing shade at Ira Glass? Oh, hell yeah, I'll throw shade at Ira Glass. Okay. How can you just talk like that all the time and act like it's going to be good for 30 years? Anyways, no, I love Ira. No, you don't. You no, just I revealed do. you did. You know? No, you, I, you have some resentment towards Ira Glass. It's not a good time for me. he started in radio and then just shifted over into podcast. He didn't shift. They just put his radio show on there. Yeah. And so you yeah. really helped develop this format. Exactly. You helped create this format. It. Yeah. You no, know, you, you are a giant in the podcast That's industry. Right. Yeah, I'd say that like on the mountain, a, a little, a little more hiking up to me from where Ira's nose is. Okay, that's yeah. all. No, no. Uh, but let me say this more clearly. Ira is sort of towards the bottom of the mountain. He's how you access the mountain. You step over his face to then start climbing the mountain, and when you get to the top. There you are, Mark Marin. I, I would say that everybody who, like, I think what Ira did and what P, what NPR has done, what everyone's done with podcasting is anything that brings people to the medium, to getting it, to mm-hmm. the to the access. Because there's a whole generation of people to this day, my father, who I think is lying, can't figure out how to listen to one of my shows. But that's a whole other, you know, if we want to talk about that, there's, we're going to have to get some of these people out of here. So Why? We because it's personal and here. I wanted, you know. Oh, like but I, that's what you do. Mark. I know, man. You go yeah. deep. Sometimes. You go deep and Sometimes. you get inside. I'm not going to do that on this podcast. Uh, I'll you do know it naturally. But, uh, but no, I'm happy for anybody who brings people to the medium so they have choices. Okay. Well, that was here. diplomatic and I love Ira. I've listened to his show several times. I get moved. It's always a good story. You never know where it's going. He's obviously created something amazing, but it didn't start as a podcast. Yeah. But I have respect for him. Sure. You ended with the passive aggressive resentment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I want to say, Mark. Yes. You have this podcast, and I had such respect for your podcast, and I went on your podcast, and it's revered. 
that, that for that reason, and there were many people that said to me, Conan, you should have a podcast. You have a quick, agile mind. You have a smooth uh, speaking voice. You should have a podcast. And I said, no, I won't do it because I have a TV show. Mark has the podcast. Mm. Then you betrayed me. Whoa, you got, whoa. listen, you got Marin, the yeah. TV show, yeah. okay? Yeah. That wasn't enough for you. Then mm. Glow, right. okay? Yeah. You have two TV shows and a podcast. Yeah. That is why I'm starting this podcast. Out of spite. Out of spite. Yeah. Why should you have two TV shows and a and podcast, podcast. Yeah. and me just a TV show? Yeah. No, I get that. And I, and I think, uh, all right, checkmate, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I you, guess I win this round, don't you, I, buddy? I guess. You got in at the right time. There's only 90,000 podcasts. And I think I was, you're- Is that true? I was told there are very few of these. <laughs> I was told by my people that this Your is- Your timing a, is perfect. Right, right at the point where people have had enough of podcasts, you're launching one. And I think that's great. I was told, I was assured by my people- that there was you and like one other, and that was it. Yeah, it's and only that, yeah, the, just the ten on on uh, iTunes that are listed in the top ten. That's the, the only ones that exist. Don't ever scroll below that. Uh, this no, it's going to be great. This I is news it, to me. You're doing well, a listen, great job already. Listen, yeah, I I I respect you. You Thank are you. a master of this format. Yeah. What's your advice? Is there anything you could tell me about a podcast? Are there things I should avoid or, or, or are there things I should be doing or how do you prepare? Give me some advice. We've been friends a long, well, not friends, but we've known each other. Do you remember the advice I gave you right like the first year of your show, like one of my first appearances? It was so funny because <laughs> I was in a different place in my life there. And, uh, and I told you uh, before uh, I go on, I, I told you my mantra, which was hide the hate. Yes. And you sort of took that with you. You're like, hide that's the great. Hate. Hide the hide hate. The hate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also, uh, I, that's a very Irish Catholic thing. Yeah. We hide the hate. Yeah. If you hate someone, yeah. you tell everyone but that person right. that you hate them. But you, you never tell that person. No, hide the hate and display the shame. Right. That's the Irish Catholic way, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, advice for podcasting. I don't know. Uh, for me, I don't, I, I prepare like my, I see your notes. My yeah. notes look more like just your handwritten ones. There's never any typed things with me. And I usually just do bullet points or scattered. Um, I do almost like a, a weird collage of bits and pieces I want to know about. So it, it starts to look like the inside of my brain. So I don't have any ordered way of, of, sort of asking questions. I just have a bunch of ideas about the person or bits. Like if somebody cured cancer, you, you don't want to miss that one. Right. That, that should, you should probably involve that in the conversation. Like I try to, it, big achievements or things they're known for, I'll throw that on the list. I'm looking through here for big you, you brought up podcast and cancer. You know, a, a lot of Conan's. You already did it. You did it naturally. Hold on a second. You, did, oh, see you don't have any, any curing cancer? No. So Let's see. You yeah. got, it says here you got a Latin Grammy. Yeah, see, that's this is good podcasting. You're not prepared. It's a human moment. You're looking through your your pages. I there's uh, a rough edge to it. Yes, like you, a lot of times you hear my neighbor working on his yard. Occasionally, people would knock on the door. Sometimes when Andy Richter was on, that was a uh, that was what got me to get an air conditioner. Like Andy came on. And uh, it was summer and it was in the garage and I had not put a unit in the window yet. And Andy almost died. I don't know yeah. if he's talked about that publicly, but I'd never seen a person sweat more than that. Well, and after that, I got an air conditioner. Ed Helms uh, had a cat allergy. I didn't think that the cats uh, would trans, you know, there was no cat ever in the garage, but he was wheezing uh, 40 minutes in and uh, I needed an hour. So it was a, it was hard to listen to Ed wheeze and 
watch his throat tighten There are two up, things but, you should know, yeah. okay, because you're carrying a lot of guilt here. And these no, are the two I think we should okay. know. I got an air purifier is what I'm saying. That's what got me to do that. Someone Andy, sent it in. Andy Richter sweats in a snowstorm. You should know that. <laughs> yeah, good. And number two is Ed Helms has tuberculosis. Oh, my God. Yes. So I don't nothing, feel bad anymore. No. Great. He loves cats. Oh, he's not <laughs> allergic to cats. He, he played banjo, I think, and he was like... <gasps> It was uh, Ed Helms played banjo. I believe so. Am I making that up? No, nope. he does play banjo. That's what he, he does. That's okay. his thing. Yeah, is he plays banjo? Yeah, he did. He played some banjo. Yeah, my he recollection stole that from Steve Martin, I believe. Yeah, um, that's all Steve does now, right? Apparently, I wanted loves- to have him on the show, but he was like, "Only if we only talk about banjo," and I'm like, "I'm not doing that." You said no to Steve Martin. I did. No, you don't do that. I did. Wait a minute. What? No, you say yes to Steve Martin. You let him do what he wants to do, and then, and try then when and get it in. Exactly. No, I know. I know the game. But like he, there's something about him that intimidates me. There's a few people that I have on that I don't think it's ever going to happen. Steve, I think I would have a good conversation with, but he was just in this period where he'd written the book about stand-up and that was the end of it. Now it was all about banjo. And I got nothing against banjo, but like you know, when, then I got to fight. Then I got to have a Steve Martin who seems a little depressed anyways. We're talking about banjo. And then I go like, when you first got on stage as a stand-up, he's like, Bleh. like, I didn't want to deal with that. Usually what happens with older artists I've found like, let's take Roger Waters, for example, from Pink Floyd. Yeah. Some of these guys, they, they're out promoting a record, which is sometimes the only way I can get them. And he gets in there. He's like, look, I don't want to talk about Pink Floyd. And I'm like, oh, Christ. All right. So. This happens all the time on my show. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the only thing I'm known right, for. Right, right. The only thing. And you've only got like 11 minutes. Yeah. And so it's like Eli Whitney. Invented no, the cotton gin. No cotton. And then he comes on, and just before, uh, just one thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's just not talk about the just cotton stay gin. Stay away from That's cotton. all anybody knows about you, Eli. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm uh, working on something new. It's a shoe. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares about your shoe, Is Eli. Is it a cotton shoe? No, I've had so many, uh, so many times, and yeah. it's the publicist. Right. People have publicists. And I know. the publicist always yeah. says- The first line of defense. The you publicist. Know, the publicist always says, you know that thing that's really funny that my client was going to say that's Tired hilarious it. <laughs> and uh, it's going to totally kill and it's going to go viral? We're yeah. killing that because yeah. we're going in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. They're going to talk about linoleum. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, with Roger, what ultimately happens is you realize that they do want to talk about it because they've been talking about it their whole life. And for some reason, they just think that, that, that the new thing they're doing is the best thing they've ever done because they have to. Yes. And, you know, you just work it around. And, like, within seconds, uh, you know, Roger Waters was throwing David Gilmore under the bus. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even ask for this. Right. Uh, Did you find him to be a little bit of a sourball? He's an angry guy. Yes. That's the same thing? Yes. I interviewed him once, and he was incredibly sour. Intense, and serious. And then- Daddy stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's sour. He was no fun to talk to. I'll throw him under the bus. I don't care. I'm not going to run into him again. And you, you uh, will. So I, yeah, but I won't recognize him. Uh, and No one does. Yeah. That's one of the problems. Could you recognize any of Pink Floyd? Almost every band that you've liked your entire life, you would recognize. But like him, yeah, I don't, you wouldn't recognize David no, Gilmore no. on the street, would you? I might no, recognize Gilmore. I don't even know what the drummer's name is. And they're a huge band. Isn't that weird? It's weird that we don't know their faces. Yeah. But I want to throw Roger Waters under the bus because he was a sour ball. Yeah. And then we go to commercial. And yeah. you know in commercial, that's usually when most guests, there's a friendly yeah. exchange loosen or two up. of a line. How's it going? Up. You always say to lean over and go like, that was pretty good, right? That was okay. <laughs> that's what you always do. That was a, that I always was okay, wonder if right? you're listening. Dude, was that okay? Was that good? <laughs> what did you think? Was that okay? And I'm, it's always like, I okay, I got to take care of Mark here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the guest. Right, so yes. we throw to we throw to commercial. Yeah. But it, 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 band's playing, and Roger Waters turns to me and he goes, 
that's it? And I said, uh, yeah, that, that was the end of the interview. And he went, then this is me leaving. And he stood up and walked out. Oh, so I see why you have a problem. And I was like, him. what is that? What is that? That's a guy that got, uh, you know, tricked into doing your show. Didn't really want to do it to begin with. I think he thought he was doing Ellen. Yeah, I don't, yeah. A lot maybe. of people, I can look like Ellen from a distance. <laughs> but I find that with these guys, those guys, those older dudes, especially musicians, like I, but some of them accept it. Like Neil Young, I didn't know was a difficult interview. No one told me I should have done some homework, right? So now I got to pull teeth and thank God he tried to figure out mathematically how many nicotine lozenges I do and he got a real kick out of the equation and uh, we were kind of rolling from there. It turned out to be a good interview. That's the key to podcasting. Don't plan the conversation. Don't plan the conversation and nicotine lozenges. I was off him for a while. I'm back on him. We don't need to talk about it. Oh, when someone says don't talk about it, mm. I say let's talk about it. Oh, well, yeah, it's just a cycle with me. I got off him. Like I haven't smoked a cigarette in like over a decade. It's been a long time. I was on the nicotine lozenges for a long time because uh, I enjoy them. And then I found myself, you know, dipping and get, just getting any nicotine any way I could. And then I'm like, this has got to stop. And I stopped everything for a few months. And I thought, well, maybe I'll have a cigar. That would be nice. And then within weeks, I'm smoking two a day. I can't breathe. And then I got to get off the cigars. And then we're back on the lozenges and it all starts again, Conan. Good God. It's the joy. It's just, the joy of compulsive, addictive behavior. Just end it now. No, 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 just no. Just end it now. It's just oh. time to get off the, just end it now. <laughs> and what, the addiction or all of it? The whole thing. Oh, it's no. time to just you step first. off. You first. Time, you do it, I'll do it. It's time to shuffle off that you mortal coil. It, You've suffered it. enough. What was I going to tell you, man? I was going to tell you some other things. I'm going to help you take your life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm on it. I'm doing it. My, I'm actually doing, do, I'm, I've been exercising a lot. I went to the doctor. Everything's pretty good. Wait, so uh, you went to the doctor. Yeah. I know that you're very phobic about used your health. Not bad, not bad. Not as bad as it used to be. Well, wait a minute. You you had a big prostate scare. You told me that. I did? Yeah. You told me once that you had a prostate I scare. I thought I had it. That's always, that's the, that's the thing about What was life. it that made you feel that you had a prostate scare? Just what, too much time on my hands. But what, was there any symptom? <laughs> name, like, what have I got to think about? Name no, I'd one, probably dying of something. I'm at that age. Maybe I should go to the doctor and get one of those exams. That'll wake me up. You voluntarily went and had a guy put his hand Finger, up your ass. Not the whole hand. Where do you go? Oh, I, I have a guy that does two hands oh, if wow. you tip him. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a Two doctor. hands and uh, he'll, yeah, he gets all kinds of stuff in there. Uh, I pay him top quality. Well, is, it, is he sure it's a doctor? You know what? It's funny. He doesn't, he's not dressed like a doctor. <laughs> you want me to check it's really diploma. weird. And Take it's a look not, at that diploma. There's no diploma. Mm, yeah. You got me thinking that. You know what we have to do? Uh, what? Take we have break? to take an ad break. Is that how you're going to do it? We're going to take an ad break. You can do your own reads or are you going to drop ads in? I do my own ads. Yeah. But you, you can know, do them later or you can do it now? No, I'm not going to do it now. Oh. See, I, don't want a, you, I don't want you looking at me while I do uh, an ad break because the only way I can do it and really feel good is yeah. I'm naked. And so- I get it. But I'm that's the difference between radio and, uh, and podcasting is like when you do a radio show, you got to sit there and watch them do the thing. Hey, how's everybody? Uh, want a Vermont teddy bear? You like teddy bears? Vermont teddy bear is a big advertiser back in the day. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Vermont teddy bears. I said, the, Alex Bennett used to do it when I was doing that show in San Francisco. I did radio for a while. You know, I tried to take an ad break and it's impossible with you. <laughs> take an ad break. No, no, no. You no, tried no. to take an ad break, but you've had 45 let's, let's throw nicotine to the, lozenges. Let's throw to the ad break. Uh, you throw to the ad break. You think you can break. do it? You think you can stop for a second? Hey, what is, what is, uh, what would you like your audience to buy, Conan? Oh my God. I can't wait to tell you. But I, it seems like you got more to say about something. Oh, I have a lot more to say. Boom, ad break right there. I've got it. You know what? I yeah. just set you up. <laughs> oh, I man. did it. And I screwed it up. Yeah, I was trying to help out. Let's get to that ad break. 
Ugh, that's... See, he can't be the last. He can't let me be the last one to talk. They could just cut it. There's guys over nope, there. Like, nope. Half of this we... is going to go away. No, no, no. What? I'm keeping all of this. this Let's is... just give us the ad copy. Let's read it now. Let's go. Uh, they don't have it. What? Yeah. It's an advertiser that's on the fence until we got Marin. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. You know what it is? What? It's a, it's a company that sells Stamps. nicotine com. lozenges. Oh, good. Can they I, wanted did, you. They send you swag? Yeah, they did. Hold on. We'll take a break. And now it's time for a segment called Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. Yep. I'm an adult. Took out a big mortgage. Made some uh, sketchy financial choices. But I'm a big boy and I'm going to pay the, pay the piper. And I'm going to pay them bills down. Yeah, pay them bills. Pay them bills. So now, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona, no matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. in today's Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling, Miller Lite, or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. <laughs> If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. 
That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Bang, we're back. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, that great was job on ad. that ad read. Didn't I do a good job? Excellent. I put my own personality into it. It was great. I wish I could remember what I wanted to bring up earlier. Doesn't matter. Does I'll get to back a lot? to it. No, it does as I get older. You? I forget a lot of things. I walk into rooms a lot now, and I don't know why I came into the room. Mm. Then my wife comes in the room and I'm like, who are you? It's just, it's scary. It's yeah, frightening. that's a little scary. Might want to go back to that doctor. Oh my God, I love that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he put an alarm clock up there once. Is that I how walked, you wake up? Yeah, I walked around <laughs> with it for four weeks. It was a fantastic experience. Um, I, uh, I wonder why, yeah. and maybe you can answer this because mm. this is part of the point of my podcast. We've known each other 25 years. I like you. I have a lot of respect for you. You always make me laugh. But we're not friends. We're not friends. No, I ta I, I've talked about that, and in particular with you. Yeah. Well, there was a, We I'm, don't hang. We don't hang. Do you hang with anybody? I mean, where you get to a certain age, you've got kids, you've got a wife, you've got a house, you've got other things to worry about. You probably need time just to kind of freak out about shit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you got to really make time for people. But I remember when you did my show, it was near the beginning, and I appreciate you doing it. And I had done your show many times. You've always been good to me. I, you know, I've always you know been loyal to the show, and we had that dynamic. And then you come over and you do the the podcast. And afterwards, because I wrote about this, I think, or I talked about it on the show, you kind of hung out for a little while. And after a certain point, I'm like, oh, he's got to get out of the house. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't. We don't do this. What I picked we? up on that. I yeah, picked but, up on that because because I you did your podcast. I enjoy your company. I'm in your home. Yeah. I am in your home and you started Freaking to get anxious out. and then you started trying to get me to the door and I was offended. <laughs> I was offended. Yes, because I thought, why not sit down? Did you and, really? And, 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 and offer me a piece of pumpkin pie. I would have if I had pie. <laughs> You're not a guy that has pumpkin pie around. Ice cream. I used to have ice cream back then. I might have had pie. I've had to feed people before. Some I've people had to feed people. Yes. It's supposed to be something that you do with love and generosity. No, it's not I a do. chore. Well, people come over. They don't eat properly. John Glazer came over once and he was starving. I made him a sandwich. Roseanne came over once and she needed something. I gave her cantaloupe. People hated it because she was eating cantaloupe on the, on the mic. That's a disgusting sound when someone eats cantaloupe. What, Roseanne talking or? You know what? 
I, that was very good. That was very good. I'll give you points for that. But I want to tell you, why did you want me out of the house? I'm a good guy. I clean up nice. Oh, no, no. It was nothing like I didn't want you out of the house. I just didn't know what, you know, I'd never been in that situation with you. Like every time, like here's what my experience with you. I come, I go to the dressing room. Jimmy gives me a guitar. I play it. You come in, say hi, what's going on? I'll see you out there. I go out there. We say thanks. And, and yeah, over the years, it's gotten warmer. And, and then, then I go away. So there we just talked for an hour about your life and your childhood. And then you're in my house. And I'm like, I've never had, he's much taller here than he is on the set. And, and I, we were just talking and it was awkward. And I thought like, You okay. ushered me out. You ushered me out. No, but then we actually acknowledge it. It's like, it's weird that we don't hang out. I don't know why we don't hang, hang out. You want to hang out? I got a lot of people on my phone that have done on the show, that have been on the show, but do I call them? No. The only guy- This is why I want to talk to you is that <sighs> for 25 years, I've been talking to three guests a night. Yeah. They're there to promote whatever they're promoting. Mm. And we look friendly on the air, but then I don't hang out with them afterwards. Plus, probably better though. I had a party mm-hmm. not long ago, <laughs> Just, and I looked around, and everyone at the party is someone on my payroll. The only people that wow. came to my party are people I pay. Did you invite other people? I didn't get an invitation. See, maybe this is the problem. No, I didn't invite you. You didn't? <laughs> well, because here's my theory. My theory is that we aren't peanut butter and jelly. We're peanut butter and then peanut a butter. more acidic peanut butter. We're like like Skippy with sugar and then just the chunky raw kind. Yes. Yeah. And you put both of those together and there, isn't even, there isn't even bread. <laughs> you're just eating it with your hands and, you, 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 and it's a freak show. And your mouth is clicking. Yeah. You have no water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's true. I think we have a certain similar energy. Yeah. Uh, I think- uh, You have a lot more in your head than me, I think. Do you think so? I, I, I think naturally your brain, uh, like mine is completely- Everything that's going on in my head, it, you know, I'm the center of. I, I think that you sometimes can kind of look at other things and, and improvise on that. With me, I have to be like, how, what, how does that affect me? And then I have to go through that way. So oh. I think you have a more active imagination that's probably a little more palatable. I just looked that up online. That's called narcissism. Yeah. Well, I fight that. You, I'm, well, you're, you're losing. No, I'm not. You're losing that no, I'm not. I'm not a narcissist. My father you don't think was. You, you, no. You, wait. I've, so you think you are not a narcissist. You just said anytime you want to talk about anything, you have to relate it to yourself <laughs> and how you're the center of the universe. Yeah, but I'm aware of that. So that makes me not a narcissist. So what? A, a serial killer can I'm know. I'm a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. You can know, a serial killer can know he's a serial killer, but if he continues to kill in the Pacific Northwest, he's still a serial killer. Uh, yeah, but like he likes that. I don't particularly like this part of myself. Okay. You don't I, like I'm, it? No, because like, I, you know, my dad, I think is really a, actually a pathological narcissist. I think everyone's a little self-centered and a little narcissistic. So I have shrapnel from that upbringing and behaviors from it, but it's not, I, I don't have a blind spot. You know, I'm not, you know, I, yes. I have shame. I have guilt. I have a conscience. You I'm have an awareness. of empathy. Yeah. So all that stuff, the, the self-centeredness element is that I tend to think about myself a lot because I'm neurotic, right? So when I think about things outside of me, it's, it has to do with my with its effect on me. I, I, and I think it's helped my comedy, to be honest with you, because there was a point, and you know this to be true, when you're doing jokes and they're written and they're topical, you, you know that the other talk shows are going to do similar themed yep. jokes. Yep. So that's the same with stand-up. So once I was able to untether myself from observational or political comedy and just focus on me, no one's going to steal. I defy someone to do my material because it's all about me. And if you're that much like me, then I'll talk to you after the show. I have to say, uh, you're. this is totally uh, making sense to me because it's the thing I like the least about doing a show right now is 
when there's this pressure to be topical yeah. and talk about Trump because everybody's doing it. So I find much more joy in comedy that has nothing to do with what's going on. Talk in the about world. your own experience, right? So that's what I started to do on a very conscious level. And maybe I, it, it, you know, I took to it pretty well and I can integrate a lot of cultural criticism or whatever and talk about current events. But I have to do it, you know, from my point of view and not from jokes. Yep. So it was a it was a great um, it was it was good for me to to realize that. Yes. Can I be really honest with you? The other reason I don't think we hang out is that over the years uh-huh. you introduce me. Oh, this is the woman I'm with, you know, uh-huh. and I sort of start to try and form a bond with her, and then she's gone. Oh. Has that happened over the years? Pretty clever transition. Well, hey, I saw what he did there. <laughs> no, but hasn't it? Um, there was a period of time where you were you've like- You've met a few of my- well, I've Maybe met, two of the wives and most of the girlfriends, I've I think, met, have come. I've yeah. met them all. I've yeah. met them all. And yeah. you know what? I'm afraid to form a bond with them because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but you, you know, what about me? What about the bond with me? That, see, we still got it. You know, I think you've, you've dealt with friends who have had women. I, I happen to know. Uh, <laughs> You definitely know people who've had a few women come and go. Yes, I have. But uh, but yeah, believe me, um, I I I had as, as hard of a time maintaining the bond with those women that that you did. But you were you were much quicker in making. <laughs> I think I judgment. formed. I think I formed a deeper bond with those women you in probably the forty did. seconds we talked. Yeah. and uh, you managed. Yeah, you know? well, I t- whatever you found out in forty seconds sometimes took me years and a lot of money to figure out. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a liability, you know the the relationship thing. You've Anytime seen, you're with someone, yeah. and this is maybe could be the foundation of a new friendship. Oh. Anytime you start to date someone, have me meet them. Have <laughs> yeah. me meet them alone, like the third date. Look, I just have Conan's going to meet us at the restaurant. No, first date, first date, <laughs> yeah. first date. What? You say before I can uh, see you, okay. you have to meet Conan O'Brien. Oh man, if I was single, this could be a segment, dude. Uh, it could have been a segment. Well, could be again. You never know. Um, oh, thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> Sorry, I've That's just been right. through this too many times with you. <laughs> yeah, you know. But no, I, I'm I've been with the one now for like four years. Oh, that's great. It's that's been good. going pretty. Good. I'm very happy for you. But that, but that's not like it's a good sign. But the two wives, the, those were about eight, eight and a half years. Right, and that's, then there was a that's few, about as long as a marriage should last. I believe. Then there was the one, the before this one, the three year one. That that was probably what that would she would have made me not want to be someone's friend. Really? Yeah, I don't know what happened to her, but uh, you know, I'm wait, sure we're both wives. Eight years, did you say? About yeah, three and a half married, and then I was with them for a few years before. Yeah, yeah, that is so interesting because I'm married, and eight years into my marriage, hmm. my wife looked at me and said, "I think I'm good." Yeah, I'm out. I think I'm good. Oh, but we still we we're still together. You know, you're and, still together now. Yeah. But so how did you get past that hump? Well, she just realized I'm a good earner. Uh, yeah. Did you get to everything you wanted to on your notes? I, you know, you keep saying I have notes, and I really don't. These are recipes. Oh, uh, can yeah. I have one? These are so. I'm pop- looking for some new recipes for Thanksgiving. Um, I, yeah. I'm gonna, Oh, but you know what? You would be awful on Thanksgiving. I'm great. I, I cook <laughs> for twenty. I cook for twenty-two people. Do you even know them? Do you yeah, just- they're family, and I didn't do it for a couple of years because I, I was shooting Glow, and also I didn't want to deal with the, uh, a Republican contingent. But I'm going back for the first time in like three years this year, and we've we've brought the number down. But I I'm the guy who cooks the entire thing. That's so crazy because you don't have you have the opposite 
huh. of a holiday energy. Here's how I get into the holiday spirit. I make this amazing spread, and and then then I walk around, and this will this will ring true with you. I walk around because you know me this way. I walk around, and go like, how was it this year? Pretty good. How was the stuffing? Right. The best. Yeah, was. Yeah. was how right. did I do? Exactly. Did I do okay exactly. at Thanksgiving? Not that I did. What did I, you I, think yeah. of me? doing my Thanksgiving. Right. How did it go I don't have over? to say it anymore, though, because I've gotten some confidence. I'm not as insecure as I used to used to be, so I don't, I don't fish for it. I wait for it. You yeah, understand? but what if you don't get it? And I know when you're waiting for it, your leg's jiggling, you're popping, uh, you know, you're popping mentholated <laughs> lozenges. Cinnamon ones. They're cinnamon. Walgreens. Yeah. Four milligrams. Did you ever best. smoke a lozenge just out of desperation? Oh, oh sure, man. I got, I got <laughs> you a ever crack light pipe. Up a, yeah. You ever light up yeah. a lozenge and yeah. just suck on it? No, I snorted him. I snorted the lozenge. Jesus, we should do that sometime in an hour. Snort a lozenge? I'd do that it's with you. It's the saddest thing. I remember years ago, this is a story that I've never told. Man, maybe I've told it once. I don't remember. Years ago, back in the day, Conan, this might not make the cut. We have, was, a very, we have a very low bar. Well, no, I was with the, I was with Matt. It was back when I was still using drugs, and, and we'd been drinking all night, me and this guy, Matt, and we were back at the house where I lived with a bunch of other dudes, and we'd run out of drugs, and we had run out of liquor, and we were chopping up, we were grinding up. You remember Vivran? Was it called yeah. Vivran? Yeah. The yellow pills? Which at best is equal to two cups of coffee. And we were snorting Vivran. So there was like our, our, we had yellowness caked in our nostrils. And it was like two in the morning. And Bob comes home from work after being a waiter. And he looks at us, he walks in the kitchen. He's like, are you snorting Vivran? <laughs> Wait, you're snorting Vivran. And he just shakes his head and goes to bed. Wow. It was, a, it was one of those moments where it was like, oh, yeah, this is stupid. This is a new... <laughs> This is a new low. <laughs> we just apparently wanted to snort something. It didn't, didn't matter what. You know, I'm glad was. you mentioned Vivran because the good folks at Vivran <laughs> good, have great. an amazing product. Great. And, a Vivran uh, Lawson. They've bought in to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah. And uh, that was perfect the way you segued into it. Mm. I love talking to you. I really do. And, and uh, I'm very honored that you would stop by my podcast. As I said, you were the master of this form. And I basically got you here to ask you one simple question, which is, will I make money on this? I think you will. I think you'll start out with a pretty good crowd. And like, you know, who's over there, your guy. Yeah, that- um, But you think I'm going to make some cash here? I do. I do. I don't know if it's cash you're used to, but I, I think that you'll see what the numbers are and then you sell the numbers. Because I need- You can't need money. I, I fucked some what? stuff up. You did? I fucked some stuff you're up. You're one of those guys? You overextended? Where's the second house? It was a few problems. Boat? You got a boat? There was a boat. There <laughs> was, was a boat. There was? I'll say that. Well, so I got excited about two years ago about theme restaurants. Ooh. And I went into- and I went in, in theme restaurants? I went in big on theme restaurants. I did not consult anybody. I did not consult my wife. I did not consult my business manager and uh, lost it all. Oh, I'm sorry. There was a theme restaurant in the Valley, a whole chain of them. It was a new idea, and the whole idea was, you know, some of them are like 1950s themes. This was a Depression-era themed restaurant. <laughs> and um, Did you have to go wearing a barrel? Did the wait staff wear a barrel? That was one of the ideas. We rejected that because we thought it was impractical. But it was a lot of just yeah. Depression-era themed music was playing, and uh, we mostly just served apples. <laughs> And it tanked. <laughs> no good, huh? And I went in. I didn't know you're not supposed to put your own money in it. You're supposed to get oh, other people. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. No, I think you'll do okay. You know what would happen if I said to you, I think you'll do okay? Uh, You'd spiral. But wait you a minute. Spiral. You're going, I, uh, you would spiral, wouldn't you? If, hey, hey, next time you're on the show, if I went back behind backstage 
in the green room. Yeah. And you went, how's the crowd? And I went, I think he'll do okay. <laughs> That's pretty You hard. would just turn into a puddle, a Mark Marin puddle. I think you're going to do great. I feel like that you're That's, engaged. That just doesn't you're, count now. I think it'll do okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honored to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That was and, fun. And uh, you didn't dig everything? A, you didn't dig a hole. No, I didn't. I just, you know, as again, these are just Paula Dean recipes. I'm trying to figure out if I ever have any questions for you. You can ask me a question. Why don't you ask me a question? You're the podcast guy. Uh, that's not necessary. It's not wow. Necessary. What a good work ethic. Yeah. It's, I, I think it was. Is that I, how you approach everything in your life? Huh? Ah, oh, that's not necessary. Well, I have a question. But I should I, flush I, I, that I, I, toilet. Ah, oh, that's not necessary. I have a question, but it's sort of serious, and I don't think there's an answer to it. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I've processed it, and it's, there, a, it's a little heavy. There is a God. There is a heavy. It's a little heavy. It's a little personal, and it's a little heavy. You want me to ask it? Yeah. Okay. So when you hosted the Tonight Show, yeah, why didn't you have me on? Why didn't I have you on the Tonight mm-hmm. Show? Yeah. Because it only lasted for 45 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get to you. Okay. I just so many people that weren't on that Tonight Show because, I mean. It was a bad time. There I understand. Are, there I are, understand. There are, an apple will rot faster. <laughs> well, I think than, like what, than, what it was like for me at that time I, I, you know, it's probably not great. To you realize we didn't get, there was not a lot of time that we were on the air. Right. And um, you took, this is amazing. You took my losing the Tonight Show and made it about you. <laughs> Wait, that's how that's, That, no, that is not an interpretation. It, no, it's, it is. That is what you did. I was excited you got the show. I was, all, I, I was always on the other show. I was like, this is going to be great. I've waited. I didn't do the Tonight Show with anybody else, and I'm going to do it with my pal Conan. Yeah. And I should be on in the first week. The, no. See, no. That, why? Well, because we had Pearl Jam. Oh, all right. Will Ferrell. <laughs> we yeah. ha- I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry you weren't on the first week. And I think in my head I was thinking, can't wait to have Mark on. Because you know what they say about Tonight Show hosts. Once you name a Tonight Show host, he lasts as long as he wants. And then you know what happened? What? That didn't happen. Uh, okay, all right. And so I never got to you okay. because there wasn't enough time, and I apologize. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish now, if I could get in a time machine, that you were my first guest on that Tonight Show. Thank you. I didn't mean it. I know. You do okay here. I feel terrible. No, you feel solid. We're friends now. I didn't want to bring it up, but I just, I just like, I don't know. I wanted some closure or something. I forgot that I had the resentment until this morning. <laughs> you resent that I didn't have you on the show. It's over now. It was on for, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm just, sorry that, about that. Yeah. I'm sorry about yeah, it. Yeah, you seem all choked up about no. it. <laughs> no, this is better. You know, if I had my choice between a Tonight Show or a podcast, this is clearly the one I'd take. <laughs> This is clearly the way I'd go. <laughs> this is the hardest I've seen you laugh, actually, in a while. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm honored to be one of the first guests on the podcast. Well, if this is, <laughs> if this is anything like, hey, you know what? <laughs> this may be one of four episodes. I got in under the wire. You know what's going to happen in what? six weeks? What? Jay Leno's going to get this podcast. <laughs> It's gonna do it from it's gonna do it from a fire engine or a car. Well, this is an interesting format. So how does it work? I just talking. So how do they see me? Oh, they don't see me. Oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, how are they gonna see the car? I got a Duvenberg. It's a Duvenberg. It has nine cylinders. No one knows why. It runs on peat moss. This is good. We're sweating it out. We're sweating out the toxins. 
All right. I, I don't say this often, but I love you. You're a great man. Thank and you. I thank you so much. I'm, I really am. Thank you very much. Really am honored. Thank you so much. Me too. Leave that last part in. And now it's time for another installment of Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Okay, it's time for a new segment called Ways in which Conan is like Freddie Mercury. Now, what? I'm bringing this up because Sony's absolute hero in show business is Freddie Mercury. Yes, that's a and hard. I'm, and I'm guessing I'm number two. And so, what oh. are the ways in which I'm like Freddie Mercury? Not at all. Not even in. What are you talking bit. about? I'm a not great. Not even in the slightest. I'm a great showman. Well, 
I mean, the way you're a great showman and the way Freddie Mercury was a great showman are very different. What's the difference? Uh, he was the best front man of a band ever. And uh, you dance like a clown in front of an audience. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you. What you I do, am, You are great at what you do, but you can't compare yourself to Freddie Mercury. I saw the movie about Freddie Mercury, the biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I watched it. And what I thought when I was watching it was, they're telling my story. Oh boy, <laughs> that's what I felt. What? How do you think you are like Freddie Mercury? He was born with extra teeth. And that gave him this incredible, which felt like a disadvantage, but then it also gave him this incredible uh, multi-octave range. Okay. I was born with a certain body and certain uh, fidgety mannerisms uh, and uh, strange hair that ha- and a weird first name that all were disadvantages when I was a child, but then made me the greatest front man in the history of oh, rock and roll. Oh boy, you almost had me until the very end. And I think, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I think you would be just as funny in a different body because it's your brain that makes you funny. But it's hard to argue that it's not his teeth that gave him the range that he has. I think that my career has gone through many of the ups and downs that Freddie Mercury's did. And I think that uh, I was the voice of a generation in worldwide in the 70s and into the 80s. You you think you were a voice of a generation in the seventies? You you were like in your teens. I didn't say anyone was listening. Oh, you were just talking to yourself. Yeah, I have my version of. I think when I go to Comic Con and do shows there, it's like Wembley. Live oh, Aid. okay. And I think it means as much to a worldwide audience. Do you think you make comparisons? You compare yourself to people like. I don't know. I mean, just going off memory, people like Jesus and William Shakespeare and the Beatles. A lot Beatles. of similarities. Oh, you think? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I'm uh, talking. My father could have been a carpenter. Uh-huh. Uh, I, um, I have apostles, meaning writers. You look at your writers as apostles? Yeah. This podcast is my sermon. Okay. A lot of similarities. Do you think you're a little ill? Uh... Yeah, ill the way Picasso was ill. Oh, ill the way Mozart was ill. Oh, so you're saying I'm sort of like Freddie Mercury, just not completely like Freddie Mercury. No, I said you're nothing like Freddie Mercury. I can sing like him. Do you have parties that are just full of debauchery? Or are you like, mm, here's here's my wine? Well, if it's an appropriate amount of wine, you don't want to have more than a glass, maybe two two glasses at most. Because then there's the sugar and uh, also it dehydrates. So make sure that you drink three glasses of water for every glass of wine. I'm sure that's something Freddie Mercury did. And I'm sure he watched his cholesterol the way I do. <laughs> I don't, and I'm sure don't he was true. really good friends with his college roommate. And they talked about Theodore Roosevelt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These are things, ways in which Freddie Mercury and I are very similar. Oh, boy. Anyway, I get it. Two best showmen that you've known in your life. Oh, God. Freddie Mercury, Conan O'Brien. Who's to say who was actually the better showman? Freddie Mercury. Well, you can think about it more. Freddie Mercury. Give it a more. Freddie Mercury. Thought. Freddie Mercury. So we'll get your final decision. Freddie Mercury. 
final decision. Freddie Mercury. Then... Okay. Freddie Mercury. Hmm. Freddie Mercury. Well, she's mulling it over. Freddie Mercury. We Freddie Mercury. Await Freddie Mercury. Patiently. Freddie Mercury. Freddie com- Mercury. Be coming soon. Freddie Mercury. So it's a tie. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White and the White Stripes for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, and a vehicle. Mm. Or with Nest Doorbell, even a package. I can't tell the difference between those things. That's incredible. (laughs) And with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you get 30 days of event video history. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitor. And go to ADT.com today or call one 800 adt ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC.